Hi, this is John Ado. I'm back again, guys, for another commentary. So I'm checking out for the very first time Exorcist 2 The Heretic, directed by John Borman and Arospo Pallenberg. I'm not entirely sure if there was a change of uh, directors throughout production of this uh, masterpiece. Uh, maybe not. Um, so if you have a copy of this movie and you'd like to sync up with my full first time reactionary commentary please set the film time stamp to zero film on pause if inclined also put in your subtitles as well and i'll give you a countdown in five five four three two one hit play so bathed in red warner brothers oh shit linda blair she's back music's ominous Time for an exorcism. We got a Richard Burton, red on black. A Louise Fletcher, so that's Nurse Ratchet from uh, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Facts about Ma- Ma- Max von Sydow's back. In John Borman's film. Until he was fired halfway through. But- oh, no, no, no. What is going on with the sound effects in the background? A wailing, screaming, hissing, tizzy fit. Paul Henryald as the Cardinal. James Earl Jones as Darth No, different movie. Um, low list of names, all bathed in red. Oh, shit. I'm already getting the feel. As I said, guys, first time watching this. Um, moderation, guys. They're, excuse the pun, they're going in for the kill here with the fucking sound effects. What the fuck, man? A William A. Fraker, DOP. Ennio Morricone. Fuck me, they got some A-listers in for this sequel. How unfortunate. I mean, universally, this sequel is not held in high regard, but I'm going to give it the once-over. It's only fair, you know. Every film deserves a chance. Wow, man. Where are we to? What the fuck, man? So we've got some candles. Can't see shit. Oh, is this Richard Burton? Oh, hello, son. He couldn't wait to star in the sequel. Clearly, he probably took the fucking paycheck, didn't he? Oh, let me guess. So this brunette bitch, she's possessed. And he's the priest. Time for an exorcism. They're choppering in early doors. Going in, there's Max Avon Seedow. So this is Father Merrin. Well, are we to assume... In the Valley of the Shadow of the Death, of the Death Dog. Um, Father Merrin's dead. Again, I don't know a great deal about this sequel, but obviously Linda Blair's back. Sort of a little bit more grown up, so... If we're following timelines, Merrin's fucking dead. So the only way they're going to sort of reintroduce him into this sequel will be through the use of like flashbacks, I'm guessing. Oh, Burton. He's going to cut. Oh, she got a crucifix on upside down. Well, she's a hideous fucking mess, isn't she? Oh, silencio. So, in regards to, like, cinematography, half decent. But 
a little bit all OTT this is Burton. He's sweaty, he's very sweaty. He's backing away. Oh, she's fucking up the candles. Fuck me, bitch. Wow, I'm already hating the fuck. What's more? Oh, she's setting herself on fire. Oh, a flaming crucifixion, baby. This is ridiculous so far. So she singed herself. Smiling away, baby. Burton can't believe it. He's backing away. He's like, what, what am I doing in this hideous fucking sequel? I took the money. Lord, I have sinned. This is unbelievable so far. Fucking hell, man. Complete... Oh, so this is Linda Bless. A complete opposite to the original, which... It's a fairly low-key opening. Obviously, you've got uh, Father Merrin tracking his way through Iraq. They're like the digging site, and it? But this film immediately starts with a little possession number. So what's Linda Blair doing here? Tap dancing and jazz. Marvellous love. So it's old Reagan McNeil. She's slightly grown up. Fucking hell, man. Suggestive fucking camera shots here, innit? And look at, like, what she... She's not wearing a great deal. She's been taking advantage of here, isn't she? Fuck me, is that, um... No, it's not. I totally forgot the actress's name from the original movie. The mother figure. Uh, It'll come to me in a minute. Debbie, Debbie, Debbie. So this is all Linda Blair. Gosh, you don't half look grown up here. I've got to say, man. So I forgot to write normally, guys. I write down the fucking year. Um, I think the sequel come out in the 80s, didn't it? Normally I've got the year written down, but not this time. It's not an issue. Oh, yeah. So, is this a... What's wrong with all these fucking girls? Is it a school of the fucking mentally deranged? So, is this old Louise Fletcher, Dr. Jean Tuskin? Oh, let me guess. Reagan McNeil. McNeil's developed a fucking skill set. Oh, yes, you're just wasting my time. Uh, So, assuming this is a proper continuation of the narrative, obviously, majority of people would have seen the original movie. Yeah, the ending to The Exorcist is open to uh, interpretation a little bit. Um, Yes, um, obviously, Karis lures the demon into his within into his own soul, saving Reagan McNeil. But there's always that interesting moment where she has that little interaction with our uh, father Dyer. Um, yeah, she clocks the fact that he's obviously wearing a crucifix, and there's just that momentary hesitation. So I always read that moment as like, mm, is it over or not? I guess the battle between good and evil is like eternal. 
So I'm interested to see where they take this, you know. Does she get possessed again or is it? do they go in a different angle? Obviously, she's going to have a prominent role in the sequel, so... So Louise Fletcher, Christ, I can only think of one movie and that's One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. She's very, uh, yeah, she's a fabulous actress, isn't she? Very memorable. So not entirely sure what to make of this so far. Fucking hell, it's a bit all over the place, I've got to say. Is this fucking Burton again? Oh, he's not overdressed. Fucking hell. He's got his fucking robes on. Oh, there he is. Okay. It's not even though somebody else. Fucking hell, man. Richard Burton starring in this sequel. What the fuck is going on, baby? I guess, though, sort of going off the uh, popularity of the original, I'd imagine... Yeah, a lot of like high-profile actors and actresses wanted to star in this sequel, you know. Believing, you know, good intentions that they could uh, knock it out of the park again, you know. Oh, is he a little bit like Karis? He's not fit for the job. Says it Father Philip Lamont. Ah, so he's got history with uh, Merrin. Father Merrin's fucking old school man. All right, breaking news. Assuming this is a continuation, he's currently dead. So, as I said, the only way to bring him back into the narrative will be through the use of uh, flashbacks. So, I don't know entirely how they're going to do this. If this Lamont character's got a history of Merrin, maybe we'll get some, like, introspective moments where he's remembering the good times between the two, possibly. I don't know. Ah, the battle lines are severe. That's what I enjoy about the uh, Exorcist series. I'm obviously a huge fan of the original and uh, Exorcist 3 Legion is very, very good as well. Um, Yeah, I just love the immediacy to to the narrative, you know, battle lines between good and evil. It's very um, stark and surreal. I kind of like it, you know. You're thrown into the deeper. It's like a million miles away from reality, but I um yeah, I just enjoy it in terms of like piece of fiction, you know? Theatrical fiction fiction. God is for Ali, he don't believe anymore. Fucking Alberton. I thought we trained you up, son. I thought you were fit to do the job, and now you're uh, you're having doubts. It's a nice arrangement on the table here, like photographs and pictures and paintings, frescoes in the background. Yeah, very nice what they've done here with the set. You're a soldier. He's expendable, more like mate. Is that what you're trying to say? So is this like a score, like? 
special children i don't know man they all seem to be like stuck in like their own like personal booze like sealed containers so i guess it sort of aligns itself a little bit with like uh reagan mcneil uh, i mean oh nice reflected shot there of burton and linda blair yeah that's pretty cool and it wipes back and obviously louise fletcher coming into shot yeah, half decent so far in regards to like cinematography. Oh yeah, you're very suggestive, Reagan. So the only reason why he's probably turned up here is the fact that obviously Reagan McNeil is part of this like Bit bit of history in it. She's also got. She's gone through the entire possession ordeal. So does what does he want to do? Talk to her, find out some more information. So Louise Fletcher is suggesting the possibility that the exorcism has made the, her condition worse. I wonder what it's potentially done to, like, her mental state. Oh, she becoming suicidal? I'm not fucking surprised. Question is, though, has she got actually any recollection of what went down, you know? Because the moment, like, Karis pulled the... uh, Pazuzu out of her she well I wouldn't say she reverted back to her original state but so she's looking on what is evil oh as Reagan looks on oh Louise Fletcher's playing the mental illness card so again Oh, yes, Richard Burton, you're very important with your dialogue right now. Perverting the course of nature, yes, yes, yes. Fabric of life. She wants to try the machine. Oh, she wants to do it in front of uh, Father Lamont. Uh, She's trying to lure him in. She wants this father character to join the fucking party. Oh, let's see. They're already bringing him into the uh, narrative here. So are we getting some light? telekinesis aspects of the narrative as i said kids in a school with like special powers the ability to uh i don't know it's, it's like uri geller shit in it bend a spoon with your fucking mind so we to assume they're a higher so again, some EEG biofeedback. So loosely ties into the original here. They're sort of conducting experiments. Yeah, it's hard to say right now whether or not the 
whole ordeal itself from the original movie is, um, I don't know, potentially elevated Reagan McNeil's, like, I don't know, brain frequencies capacity. What an annoying fucking sequence for Linda Blair to film here. A fucking flashing light in front of our eyes. The fuck, man? Oh, so her eyes are rolling back. What the fuck, man? This is ridiculous. Oh, yes. She's going to start speaking backwards here. Start talking in fucking Latin, baby. So interesting, the fact that they're rigging up um, the Doctor as well. So she got the ability to cue in in regards to what uh, Reagan McNeil thinking about, hearing. I don't know. So we to suggest right now that Louise Fletcher is now controlling Reagan McNeil. They're linking their minds together. Oh, they're taking her back to Washington. How fucking dangerous is this, man? You don't want to take her back here. What the fuck, man? Oh, talk about resurrecting fucking... uh, Pazuzu. So it's not terrible so far, but um, I have a feeling it's going to get a lot worse. But it's interesting, you know. She can see shit, but the filmmakers are choosing not to show us anything. They're keeping it grounded right now. Help you with what? So now they're shifting. So they're going to give the power now to this nurse to the right. And obviously Father Lamont. Bring my tone down to yours. What is this fucking experiment that they're currently conducting? It's very fucking confusing here. Oh, Louise Fletcher's attempting to roll her eyes back. What the fuck? Can you hear me, Jean? Oh, no, I'm in control. Relaxed. Grab some popcorn. Enjoy the party. So this is pretty fucking weird, because it's all going off the... uh, the delivery of lines here. We're officially not getting to see anything, so it's really hard to tell, i.e. what what is the entire purpose to this fucking experiment, you know? So it's just limitations with the budget, you know? So they're trying to lock into something regarding Merrin here. Oh, now Lamont's choppering in. So what is he looking to ascertain from Merrin? How to conduct a fucking exorcism? That time in the room, what did Father Merrin say? What was his skill set? 
We're alone. No, he fucking had a heart attack, mate. He's in his final stages of life. Ha ha ha. Oh, he's casting the, un the unclean spirit out. The power of Christ compels you. Uh... Me, Reagan, uh, I'm, a, I'm head spinning in the fucking bed, mate. It's unbelievable. Oh, Louise Fletcher, she's getting very intense. Yeah, this is a bit of a... This is a bit of a nonsense sequence, man. I'm kind of surprised that they've not attempted to splice in some, like visual sort of cutaways just to sell this sequence a little oh now what's louise fletcher about to have a f doctor's about to have a fucking heart attack here what the fuck man oh where's she too well i don't know mr burton the filmmakers haven't given us a single fucking visual reference here in regards to what's what the fuck's just a you put on the headpiece, now you give it to somebody else, and we all just talk about it. Wonderful, wonderful fucking sequence, this. Watch the light. We're not going to cut away, so it's all on your fucking performance, Mr. Burton. Oh, now he's fucking going under. What is this fucking sequence, man? So I find this completely ridiculous. The fact that they're attempting to submerge this what we're to believe this high profile priest character I can't believe this for a second that you'd be willing to uh, have these experiments conducted on him you know surely he's like a man of reason and faith so he's very intense now he's not breaking eye contact with this uh, Dr. Jean as Louise Oh, that's an interesting shot that I've just clocked there. So to the right. Oh, so there's Merrin. And then you've got... So that's a really cool visual, actually. So Merrin to the left, and then obviously Pazuzu to the right. So that's more like it. Okay, now we're back in the room from Georgetown, Washington. from the. So this is ridiculous, man. Oh, wow, this is fucking hideous, man. So they're attempting to recreate moments from the original movie. And this Pazuzu character now looks completely fucking different. Burton's like, this is not how it played out in the original. Oh, it's this fucking Poundland fucking Reagan character that they've choppered in. It doesn't even look remotely like the original fucking stand-in double, wasn't it? Because a lot of the sequence, it wasn't actually um, Linda Blair sort of doing the performance. Oh, now they're superimposing Merrin's face all over Dr. Jean. Oh, this is unbelievable, man. This is so fucking ropey. Oh, 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 oh he's having an heart attack. Yeah, breaking news. So, yeah, as I said, the, well, I don't know what they're attempting to do here with the Pazuzu character. Let's see, he's just looks like a completely different fucking demon. Ah, uh, she's smothering her fucking chest. So they're superimposing the demon over now a little bit more grown-up version of uh, Reagan McNeil. 
Oh, the demon's rummaging inside Dr. Jean's fucking heart. What the fuck, man? We understand the fact that Marin had a fucking heart attack. What is this sequence? It's, oh, fucking hell, man. God's name, end these fucking shots. Oh, God. What is there to remember the fact... You will not remember. Cleanse her fucking mind and spirit. So was it that short? Was this the whole... I mean, it's just completely random, this sequence. I mean, that's not they were what they were looking to do. I guess um, resurrect Merrin through Dr. Jean, but it just all over the place in regards to a, a sequence. So did you get your answers there, Dr. Lamont? So what the fuck is this? Reagan McNeil doesn't remember any of it. So what I will say, I can't really fault the performance. I think the, the actors are doing the best they can, but God, man. It's pretty ropey right now in in regards to how they're trying to convey a lot of these uh, sort of ideas and messages, you know. So, yeah, no doubt about it. It's an interior space, a school of, like, special children with special powers. So we've got a budding artist here. Oh, she's fine. The psychological effects of sinking with another mind last a long time. Well, what did he see? The evil... Yeah, so he's only coming to the realisation that Marin fucking died. What the fuck, man? Wasn't it in, like, all the fucking newspapers? What down within... What went down within, like, Washington, you know? Oh, now he's transfixed. He's fascinated by the case. He wants to go under again. He's becoming addicted, isn't he? Oh, she needs to leave. Oh, she don't want to talk to him. So that's a little bit shady. I'm not saying she's involved in any way, but... Oh, look. A hideous fucking photograph. That's you, Doctor. Singed. You've got fire coming out of your fucking air, mate. It's a sign of things to come. Burning flames. Oh, it'd be hilarious if they set him alight at the end of the movie. So, again, getting some ridiculous use of music here. Completely fucking needless. Doesn't even remotely complement what's actually occurring on screen, which is just a sort of standard dialogue sequence. 
Oh, Burton's on edge. Oh, I see this Father Lamont character is completely all over the place. Overly reactive to, like, the smallest fucking detail. He's lost his fucking mind. There's fire. There's a fire somewhere. And this is all going off the fact that he's been handed this random fucking... He's dropped the fucking picture. He believes it's about to happen for real. Fuck me, man. Oh, it's just a fire in a box. Fuck me, father. You're developing a fucking skill so you can now predict the fucking future. He mentioned a fire and there is a fire. Thing is, is there any remains here? Potential fucking clue? It's a doll. It's a fiery doll. So again, a complete nonsense of a sequence. Yeah, it's not great right now, I've got to say. So there's the picture. Gene's got the picture. Now he's looking at the doctor. He's got, like, fire behind him. Oh, yeah. So fucking foreboding, isn't it? God, I'm royally on fucking edge. So this is pretty interesting right now. It seems to be that... uh, this Louise Fletcher character, Dr. Jean Tuskin, seems to have quite a prominent role within the movie. So are these inmates, they all look a little bit psychotic, stood outside. So they called the fire brigade in. It was a small-ass little fire in the fucking basement. And they had to evacuate the entire fucking building. What the fuck, man? Reagan's picture, the flames. It's going to happen to her as well. It's all on the fucking machine. The machine's realigned everything. So what I want to know, is it going to be the original demon, obviously Pazuzu, or is it going to be a a different demon? Assuming that demon... I mean, this is an exorcist movie, so there has to be some form of fucking possession. We have to have a demon of of some sort or name, you know? So i got to say, this Father Lamont character is a complete fucking joke right now. Yeah, he's just a million miles away from, like, Karis and Merrin... He's just immediately believing, like, i.e. bad things are are about to unfold based off the loosest form of information given to him, you know? Clearly, that little experiment is fucked with his fucking... He's not even thinking straight right now. So, look at this ridiculous backdrop. Are they actually filming outside? This looks like it's all been shot in a studio. Yeah, it's like a project. It's, I don't know what city they're filming. I don't know if we're in New York. I'm not entirely sure if we're still in Washington. It could be anywhere right now. I have no idea. Oh, is this Reagan? Asleep in bed. Oh, she's tossing and turning. Reagan! Reagan! 
So we've got Poundland fucking voices. Reagan, Reagan. Come, Reagan. Oh, she's high rise. She's choppering into her fucking penthouse suite. Wake up, bitch. Oh, so we're getting some ridiculous dream sequence here. Some singed fucking terrain. Got coloured folk. Ah, we got buzzards and birds. And smoke. There's your dog going, this is hideous. Or in the catacombs of the caves with coloured folk. Where are we to now? Oh, it's voodoo hour, baby. Oh, it's far from Marin. Okay. And we got some giant fucking insects. What the fuck does any of this mean? Whoa. What a whoa. Oh, it's voodoo hour. So this is obviously a... I have no a locust swarm of locusts moving in. The effects are just completely ropey. So the fact that Merrin is supposedly in this uh, flashback dream sequence. Is this a memory of his or Reagan's? So it's a swarm of locusts. It's obviously a symbolization of the, I don't know, reformation of the demon oh yeah it looks like Reagan McNeil's getting possessed again here swarm of locusts she's getting locusfied oh as he rotates his swinging stick oh this is an interesting shot so as I said she's high rise wow so we're going outside yeah this is kind of interesting shot. I kind of like they're sort of symbolising her with her white dress on. A little bit angelic, isn't it, I guess? So the intercut in between the locust dream sequence. So this is Merrin. There's a chanting voodoo swarm of insects. So I see Reagan McNeil can now walk on air. Is that how it's going to unfold? Oh, look. Is she going to walk forward or not? What is this going on here? Ah, oh, it's a sea of doves. Oh, she's going to take a tumble. It's high rise. So, who is this? This can't be our mother. Being played by a different actress. So she's obviously, um, yeah, looking at her, like, assuming this is her fucking home. Yeah, very expensive. So this is Sharon. Okay. So is this the fucking nanny from the original movie? Wow, man, where the fuck is Reagan McNeil currently living living in some, like, penthouse apartment? Super fucking expensive. She's collecting fucking birds outside. Pigeons, gulls. 
Oh yeah, Nanny, you're acting a bit suspect, love. So they're well and truly symbolising uh, it's a whitened Reagan at the moment. So I'm really not enjoying the, how they're using music right now. Just like, I got a shot of a plane taking off and they've added like sinister music in the back. It just doesn't work. Wow, so is this the George Street Steps from the original movie? It doesn't... Mm, why does it even not look real? I'm not entirely sure if these are the steps or not. Yeah, it kind Yeah, I don't know if this is the real location or if they're just shooting on a set here. So, Sharon... The nanny is taking Father Lamont back to the original home from the uh, first movie. Okay. Just wants sinners, yeah, Father? So why does this location look completely fucking fake? It just looks like they're shooting a lot of this shit on, like, fucking sets. So this is the original house, all, like, boarded up. Okay. So we're getting this whole angle now. Lamont is having to relive the steps of Marin. What went down within this fucking house. What is, what's the whole like end goal to any of this, Father Lamont? Is it so you can manifest the fucking courage to like conduct a exorcism yourself, you know? Oh, yeah, Pazuzu and Marin had a fucking history. Marin! Marin! That's because fucking Pazuzu is fucking terrified of Marin. He's like, oh, shit, this is the one fucking priest that can uh, sort of go 12 rounds with me, you know? Oh, the battle lines were drawn in Iraq, weren't it? Well, they got all the original symbolisation. During the first movie, you know, it was always meant to be a collision course between Pazuzu and Merrin, you know. Who fucking cares whether or not Merrin was afraid? I think fear is a good quality to If you're not fearing in some way, then something's fucking wrong, you know. So this Sharon character, she's definitely dressed for the sequence. A disturbing... It's almost like she's got fucking robes on, you know? Yeah, you're not overacting right now, Sharon. I thought you were just the fucking nanny, love. So I'm just wondering, obviously the fact, I'll see Ellen Burstyn's not in this sequel. Did she decline? And now they obviously having to use the Sharon, the nanny character for a lot of these sequences. Whereas to me, it would make more sense if it was the mother. Sort of. Oh, she don't pray anymore. 
Yeah, I reckon they would. A lot of these moments, they probably had like the Ellen Burstyn character in mind. She obviously didn't want to do it and they had to use the nanny instead. So this is the original room. Okay. Christ, man. Richard Burton. Oh, it's the giant insect. So we just show the effects are so fucking hideous. We to assume these giant insects are some way connected to like the fucking demon. It's all over the place, man. So this room don't even So that's a pretty cool shot. Side on with Burton, sweaty brow, and the nanny out out of focus in the distance. So that's decent, you know. Yeah, what I will say so far, I think a lot of the... I get some interesting camera shots, so I certainly can't fault the uh, cinematography. I think the issue i got with it right now is more so directing and, like, editing choices and how they're using music, you know? So, back with uh, Dr. Jean and Father Lamont. So I'm just now speculating. Are we going to get another like repeated moment where the three of them go under again? You know, linking of minds and memories, you know. Oh, it's hard to live alone, right? Father? No, honey, I've moved moved beyond women. It's not something I can do any. I can't touch women, you know? Wow, so Reagan McNeil, all dressed up. Oh, here we go, they're going under again. Oh, this is ridiculous. These ridiculous sequences with flashing lights and they've got their fucking headpieces on. So again, another session here with Lamont and Reagan McNeil. Do you remember Dream? Oh yeah, Father Merrin. Yeah, he was swimming with fucking locusts. I don't know what any of it meant. It's in fucking voodoo land. Some hideous child's being possessed by a demon. So this is Merrin. So this is kind of cool. So in regards to the inv- the involvement of Max von Sydow, it's all retrospective, y- a younger version of Marin. Needs his help against the locust swarm. Oh, the swarm has materialised. This fake-ass fucking swarm is a byproduct of this voodoo child's demented fucking mind. What wonderful fucking narrative through lines we're getting right now. This is glorious. Fucking Burton's like, they paid me a couple of mil just to stare into a flashing white light. This is wonderful, man. (laughs) Call me. Go west. Call me. So into cutting with Merrin. Oh, so it's a sea of fucking locusts. Oh, fuck me, man. 
it's just it's like it's a complete fucking set. It don't even look like a real fucking location, you know. Yeah, so it's really interesting the fact that I'll see Max von Sydow starring in this sequel. So I'd like to think he's a man of his craft. So I guess he probably saw something within the uh, screenplay. So yeah, maybe you can... Cons- uh, Pazozo, smothered in locusts. Yeah, great. Yeah, so I'm guessing old Maxwell and Cedar. I probably saw something in the screenplay for, yeah, maybe I can uh, continue this character. I'd like to think he didn't just take the paycheck, you know. Bazozo. King of the spirits of the air. Bazuzu. Put evil spirits of the air. Spirits of the air. Rope your ass effects. Marin, where are we to? Some fake rocky landscape. Ah, smoke. Ah, this is fucking horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, Marin's. What is he wearing? Fucking doing to this possessed fucking voodoo cat? Where are we fucking to right now? We're up in the fucking hilly landscape. There's people hanging on. I can't work out what's going on here. So has he strung up this fucking possessed victim? The apostles of the apparel are the possession. Release this fallen folk. Ah! Marin! Yeah, cunts. Fucking hell, Marin. Did you have to overcomplicate shit by rigging this sucking... Where are they even... Why are they hanging on to this fucking rock formation? What the fuck is this all about, man? Oh, mate, some random guy's just fallen to his fucking death. Yeah, why are they... What's the whole deal with them rigging this fucking beast on the side of a fucking mountain? What the fuck, man? Yeah, we understand the fact that it's a precarious situation, but... Oh, the legions. So we're in full exorcism mode now. Well, at least Marin's got some helpers. Be our brutes, cleanse this soul. Yeah, so I certainly can't fault Max von Sydow as always killing it as far as for Marin. Very uh, authoritative with his lines. Ah, ah! I love holy water. Spray, cream my face, father. Ha <laughs> yeah, baby. So ridiculous transition. Oh, is he all? Yeah, uh, you think you defeated the spirit as it flies off? Yeah, the, the spirit will just, the evil spirit will just find a new vessel, you know? Oh, so the spirit's back with the insects. He's still alive. Where is he? You want me to take him to him? See you fucking locusts. 
Gonna find some random fucking Americans. Here's the main locust flying off. Next port of call, America. Yeah, man. Hideous. Hideous movie. Horrifying. Traumatised. Fly the teeth of the wind into Linda Blair's fucking breasts. Beautiful. Where are her tits? Ah, yeah, everyone's wailing. Oh, yeah. Cleanse my spirit. Poundland fucking locust effects here. Yeah, they're showing way too much of this shit. If you ain't got the budget to pull off these sequences, don't fucking show it, you know? Oh, we're in with the fucking... We're in the... A Serengeti with the zebras. Where are we to, man? Are we flying over fucking Africa right now? They're getting whaling. Oh, yeah. All the, the animals are running. It's a mess. Where are we to now? Oh, we're following. It's, it's now turned into a fucking wildlife documentary. We're over the fucking ocean. Look, I know we're heading to fucking America. It's pretty fucking obvious. We're in the undergrowth. And there we go. So where are we to... Oh, is this supposed to now be Iraq? From the original movie? I have no idea where the fuck we're to here. Oh, everyone's getting singed. It's just relentless fucking subjective POV camera shot of the insects. The locusts. Oh, this guy's hardcore. He's locking eyes. Ah, snarling tigers. Nonsense sequences, man. A leopard. A leopard jumped right at me. Oh, what the fuck, man? Frightened Pazuzu. Was it in Africa? Could have been anywhere, Linda Blair. It was like something from a David Attenborough documentary. What does any of this have to do with the fucking exorcist? God knows. It's just like make it up as we go along. Filmmaking 101 right now. So I gotta say, guys, I don't know if she's of the legal age, but Linda Blair is pretty fucking hot right now. Oh, I may have to look into that post-credits. Oh, I mean, it's probably best use of legal age as I'm getting fucking turned on. So Pazuzu's rocking out in some mud city in Africa. He has a power over evil. Pazuzu's back. Mud city, Africa. Something she remembered from a museum. Oh, now Louise Fletcher wants a little, little private session with Rich, Rich Burton. Here's Linda Blair, looking glorious. Yeah, she's pretty fucking hot. Or am I just fucking bored right now? I'm trying to have to entertain myself now with her fucking naked fucking flesh. Oh, yeah. It's waiting for Dr. Tuskin. To sever a fucking mind. So I wonder if we're going to get an angle here. All these other kids. And their special needs. Special powers. So what's going on here? Overly sentimental music. Because they lock eyes. She can barely fucking talk. 
I'm autistic. And Linda Blair's like, I'm titillated, baby. You can't talk. You're talking now, bitch. Oh, yes, you can hear her. How wonderful. You can hear me. You're the first person you've ever fucking heard me in fucking life. Oh, yes. She's very teary-eyed. Uh, just grin at her like a horse's fucking grin. Help you, love. Oh, it's so fucking hideous, this fucking sequel. Why did I take the fucking paycheck? I'm never going to work again in fucking Hollywood after this fucking nonsense, baby. They all took the fucking paycheck for this fucking sequel. Car Crash 101. You're talking. Oh, well done. Reagan McNeil, she freed her. You hear me, mother? I thought I was fucking autistic. Oh, the mother's delighted. It's a miracle, baby. This movie's a fucking miracle. Christ, man, what is going on right now? Oh, it's a miracle. Um, Reagan did it. Oh, yeah, Father Lamont. Clearly, Reagan's got a fucking skill set. Yeah, the acting is very unusual right now, especially in regards to, like, Linda Blair. So she's attempting to convey a lot of meaning just with her, like, her eyes sort of keep lighting up, you know, wide-eyed. Oh, yes, wonderful. She just talked to her, didn't she? So she was talking inside. I don't even know if we got to hear anything. Oh, yeah. So we're going to get this angle now. Reagan's going to start helping the other uh, special children. Yeah, Louise Fletcher's all... She's all about taking control, you know? She's always always been about being the number one fucking doctor. So Burton, man, Burton's performance is fucking hilarious. He's just like, I'm not saying he's like overacting, but oh, don't hide behind science, Louise. Oh, he's grabbing Burton and Fletcher going at it. So we're getting this shooting angle. Science. It's sort of like science. Not science versus religion, but... Yeah, this Father Lamont character, he's super quick to fucking believe the worst. And obviously you get the sceptical counterbalance with, like, the Doctor character. As I said, though, just feels a million miles away from the original, you know, which is, you know, just just a better movie, completely better in it. Yeah, this is not brilliant so far. Definitely worth a viewing, just for like shits and giggles, I guess. So we're at the museum, 
with Lamont. Oh, it's a fake gorilla. Oh, so this is Reagan. Change of clothing. Oh, she knows everything, Doc. Priest. Doc. So Linda Blair's done her fucking hair up here. Oh, yeah. Since when have you been following Doctor's orders, Padre? You know? Yeah, so I wonder if we're going to start getting this angle now with Lamont. Is he just going to start bypassing the Doctor's orders and start having a little private 101 with Reagan? Because he's keen to... Well, is it to ascertain if the evil's returned? Or is he still obsessed with, like, Merrin's fucking past? It's hard to say, isn't it? Oh, Satan's back. Oh, probably for the best. I mean, he's all about fucking entertainment, isn't he, Satan? So, cue me in. Oh, it's a fake lion. So, this imagery within this fucking museum, it's supposedly interlinked with Merrin's fucking experiences. So I wonder if we're going to get a full light. Yeah, I suppose he's going to end up taking over Reagan again, or is it going to be, he's going to take a different host, Kakumo. So it's the Rock Churches from God knows where. Kakumo. Is that the name of a fucking location? How to survive Pazuzu. So Lamont is adamant that the fucking demon's returned. God knows what he's going off, you know. It's as if he's been given a, a great deal of information here. Guys, I have to go after paint a fucking... A bit of a wives' tale. He's trying to sell this fucking story. Kakuma could be one of them. Experimental dialogue, isn't it, right now? Ha ha ha, so we're getting this angle now. Uh, not like Lamont is getting possessed by Merrin. Oh, the church are going to be a zero fucking... Well, they... To be honest, they've got a valid point. It's like, what are you fucking talking about, Lamont? You know? You lost your fucking mind, mate. Oh, yeah. Again, it's kind of... It got very, still, for a film that I think is supposedly shot in the 80s, it's got a kind of 1970s feel here. A lot of these, like, high-rise shots are like Linda Blair bathed in white. So, and now we get in this symbolization with the 
high-rise rocky formation and then interlinking this with the high-rise of the cityscape. I have no idea, man. So, uh, supposedly, are we back with Merrin? It's pretty ridiculous route up to this main fucking chamber area, isn't it? Gotta climb this endless rock face formation just to get up to the top level, you know? Yeah, why do these fucking possession movies... Why does it have to occur out in the middle of fucking nowhere, you know? Is it like a harsh symbolization of the situation? It's got, it's got to be all be mirrored in the fucking landscape, you know? Oh, they've got the fucking goats. It's very ominous now. So lots of chanting. Ah, uh, so is this Richard Burton out of his fucking priest's attire? I'm guessing, maybe. Ah, uh, I'm assuming now that he's potentially walking in the footsteps of Merrin here. So lots of chanting. Okay. And I guess our subject matter is in the fucking distance. Yeah, the victim's in the fucking corner. So lots of chanting. Wonderful. Setting the scene, aren't they? Yeah, before a good possession, you need a good fucking chant, you know? Christ, man. So, Richard Burton, are you actually going to move forward, mate? Or are you just going to... Okay, so... Oh, I don't know what's going on here, man. Sea of candles, lots of chanting. Nothing's happening of any worth right now. Richard Burton's just looking on. It's just repeated shots 101. Just keep repeating the footage. Extend the runtime, you know? Yeah, I need to check the fact that obviously we've got two directors credited on this movie. Um, yeah, I don't know if shit went down during production where either was it John Borman got replaced or this Rospo Pallenberg character got replaced. I have no idea. Or were they fucking co-directing? It's a bit of a rarity to have, like, two directors. I know some, obviously, you get, like, the Coen brothers or the Wachowski. I kind of, that makes way more sense, but... Oh, yeah. Evil overwhelms my sweaty... Richard Burton, he's very fucking sweaty in this film, isn't he? Oh, yes. Have some nuts, mate. Drink that blood. So I don't know the entire meaning to this sequence. I'm assuming this is supposedly Merrin. Okay, so we're back now with uh, 
Dr. Jean. This Syria location, this apartment is just unbelievable, man. And the fact that it's full on high rise, he's just swimming in fucking money, is old Reagan McNeil, you know? Look at, the, look at the state of this location, man. It's millionaire's fucking row, isn't it? So I do enjoy this repeated shot. This high-rise shot of uh, Reagan McNeil. And again, the symbolisation with the white clothing, I think, is pretty... It's kind of nice. A little bit of, like, religious symbolism, I guess, you know? Sort of attempting to paint her as this angelic character who could potentially succumb to, like, evil again. Are these supposed to be fucking doves? Squawky fucking birds. I'm not entirely sure what they are, you know? They're not pigeons. They're not seagulls. They're doves. Nice reflected mirror shot here of uh, Louise Fletcher. Yeah, this is a pretty cool location. I mean, it could be a fucking set. It looks pretty realistic. Um... Yeah, in terms of, like, visuals, uh, so we're back here again with Burton. So, oh, fuck me, man. So are we to assume that he's actually, this is actually, it's in a fucking memory, it's an actual real experience occurring right now. What the fuck, man? It's not as if we saw him get on a fucking plane. I'm just assuming that he's, uh, Oh, so they say that they know Father Merrin. Yeah, it's completely random in regards to this location. I've no idea where uh, Father Lamont is to right now, you know? A wind. A devil wind. You sure it just went the natural fucking elements, mate? It's so quick to, like, cue in fucking demons. Well, I'm not surprised. Look how look at the drop here, you know? It's like tumbling off a fucking site skyscraper, isn't it? Well, no wonder the ledges to either so of course he's gonna hit one of oh look Burton's hardcore, he's gonna rope himself downwards. Clinging on to the fucking chains. So this is pretty precarious. It's not as if he's wearing a pre- Protective harness. So no doubt he's, <clears throat> he's going to find some kind of clue here, isn't he? Yeah, this location is just complete fucking nonsense, man. Oh, well now where are we to? So we're getting a little musical number, a cabaret hour with Linda Blair... So she, oh yeah, of course she's into the, yeah, we did get the tap dance in it. So she actually pursuing a profession. It's a lot of like musical number, okay. So Sharon's looking on, the nanny. I couldn't get the mother back, so they had to use the nanny. Wonderful. Nonsense sequence this. Yeah, she's into tap dancing. 
what does any of this have to do with fucking Pazuzu, you know? Yeah, I certainly can't point my finger at Linda Blair. She's still incredibly young here, so... And you'd imagine, potentially, they would have paid her a lot of money, a lot of money to star in the sequel, so, you know, do the work, you know? Oh, she's still sort of starting out as an actress. I'd be more critical of, like, Richard Burton and Louise Fletcher in regards to their involvement in the sequel, you know? God knows, I mean, we haven't even seen. Is it James L. Jones? Fuck me, is he even... Oh, is that every chance he's already appeared in the film and I didn't even notice him, you know? Ah, Pazuzu, patter, 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 bow. Pazuzu, yes, I've heard of him. And a trance. We tranced out with Pazuzu. So that's a cool camera shot there. Hebelow hypnosis. Nonsense. Nonsense talk. Guy's lost his mind. It must be the heat. Oh, they're all running off. Look, got a crazy man. A crazy American. Burton. No, he's Welsh. Oh, run, run. Mentalist. Mental hour. Oh, they're trying to restrain him. Get away from me. Hideous. Yeah. Don't like devil worshippers. Is he fucked up, Burton? Your sweaty fucking brow, mate. Oh, now they're acid thinking he's fucking possessed. Oh, yeah. That's it. They want to crucify this Father Lamont character. Please do. Oh, they're throwing stones. Oh, they knocked him out with the stones. And now Linda Blair is being impacted. So as they physically lay into uh, Father Lamont... Now Reagan McNeil can feel his fucking pain. And they're at two different points. She's in America and he's in fucking Africa. And they're they're interlinked. What is this about, man? Ah, She's taking a tumble. That's the end of the fucking cabaret, baby. So, oh, she's driving around. Richard's pain is Linda's pain. Fucking hell, man. So this really done... I mean, she's screaming on. There's no way does this mirror the original movie. Fucking hell, man. So they've royally fucked up with these fucking experiments... Yeah, what's going to happen here? So, if Lamont's pain is now Reagan's pain, if Pazuzu takes over Lamont, it's potentially going to take over Reagan. Wow, convoluted fucking narrative this, isn't it, baby? I will say, though, I can't really fault him. There's some interesting ideas here. It's just this very... Not for me, it's not fleshed out well enough, you know? It's a bit all over the place. 
clearly Father Lamont needs some help here. He's a bit of a wanted man. There's no way he can return to that fucking dig site, you know? They're now perceiving him as the fucking devil. Reincarnate. Oh, as a man with a giant crucifix. Is he a fellow priest? Who is he? So we've got a crucified cross, giant cross of Christ here. So they are in Africa. Breaking news. Thank God for that. So we've got an Edward character. New character. Don't know the actor who's playing him. So where are they heading off to? New location, I guess. Sort of getting... Uh, it's not really green... I think we're still in Africa. Could be anywhere right now. Who fucking knows, you know? So heading off to a new location, right? Locus. So this is the traditional route of the plague. Fucking hell, guys. In my visions and dreams. It's on the way. So he was choppering in on fucking Pazuzu, baby. Oh, look at these fucking effects, man. It just looks like some like model miniature shot. So where are we to traversing our way through the fucking catacombs of Africa? So where, what is this Lamont character looking for yet? Fucking hell, man. Yeah, it's hard to ascertain exactly where Pazuzu is right now. Because the symbolisation of, like, the locusts. I see we've had, like, flashbacks, nightmarish dreamscapes. There's no suggestion that the loc- locusts are moving in on the... Whatever city Reagan McNeil's supposed to be based in, there's no real suggestion that. Uh, no, nah, it's just still like the evil element is still within Africa, I'm guessing, you know? Oh, merci beaucoup. Oh, God. Oh, shit, man. You don't want to be doing this, Dr. Jean. So why is Reagan... Oh, she obviously she took the tumble cabaret hour, so... Oh, she's going to start having weird visions here in it shortly. Oh, man. That's a coma. Oh, so I think we're finally going to get James L. Jones here. So he's clearly looking for this Kokomo character. Kokomo. 
James Earl Jones is very important. So it'll be a dramatic opening entrance moment. He's looking for a legend, isn't he? Oh, yes. Mr. L. Jones. Yes, we know where he is. So I'm hoping it's James L. Jones' character. We're probably going to flesh out a lot of the... Uh, sort of exactly what's supposed to be happening right now because I'm still a little bit confused by a lot of this, you know. Oh, look. Is that a man or a woman? He's got fucking breasts. What the fuck, man? Is that a woman or a man? I really can't. It looks like some fucking half-breed. Oh, Burton's backing away. So they're playing fucking games with you. You just want a little bit slack. There's no cuckoo, man. What you you... Oh, yeah, it's Linda Blair. She's waking up. She took a tumble with her left arm. It's all patched up. Oh, she's not gonna pull out the needle. Oh no! Ow! She probably shouldn't have done that. Oh, now we're assuming is she having a dream yet? Are we in Africa? So we're back with Burton. Is this happening for real? Or is this Reagan's fucking dream? Who can say right now? Oh, man. Yeah, I feel like they're fucking up here big time. This constant jumping back and forth between Africa and America. It's just just not working, you know? I don't mind it if you have like a... Like it with the original, you had the prologue in Iraq, which made total sense in regards to establishing the Marin character. And then he obviously sort of comes back into play towards the end of the... That's fine, but the constant jumping back and forth here with the sequel... Yeah, you just don't... You're not giving... Oh, now when he speaks, she speaks... Reagan, I can see that you're looking in. Don't know how this is possible. Call me by my dream name. Is it Pazuzu? So the flashing of the light on our eyes is suggesting... Just to remind the audience that their minds are linked right now. Take me to Kakomo as Reagan repeats what he says, and she can see everything that's occurring right now. Kakomo, where are you to? Kakomo, just repeat if you haven't heard the name, repeat it. Kakomo, Kakomo. Kakomo, we say it again for the hundredth fucking time. And again. Say it again. Fucking hell, man. Oh, this Kakumo character, but big shoes to fucking fill. Is this him? Lingering in the fucking distance like a fucking psychopath. Who is he? Some ancient fucking sage sat on his throne. So th- this must be 
Yeah, this is James L. Jones, finally. Ah, it's got such a wonderful, iconic voice in it. So, uh, Darth Vader, baby. Still in danger of dreams. Visions. Reagan McNeil. I'm possessed by his possessor. Must pluck out the chicken from the shredded, shredded, shrimping nature of our fucking mind. You called Pazozo. He sent me a fucking telegram. He told me you were coming. Oh yeah, Marin. Lamont. Crossover. Oh, it's like Last Crusade. He's got to walk. He got to walk over and see your fucking pins. Prove it. Cross over. Cross the. It's the pain threshold. Tell me you can take the pain before you can really fucking communicate with me. I'm so fucking important, son. Cross the fucking threshold. Oh, he's blowing. Oh, is he blowing something out of his mouth? What is it? A fucking turret. It's orange. What is this? What is this, man? It's getting a reflected shot of Cos Cosmuzu Codoodle Cod, James L. Jones reflected in the water. See your fucking pins and oranges. What is this fucking garbage, baby? Psychedelic drugged up fucking sequences. Tell me everyone got a little bit too fucking high on sets. It's headgear. It's kind of got like a sort of beetle motor. Oh, he's fallen face first into the pins. But they're not real. Okay. Wow. So that's interesting. So we've immediately shifted locale here. So now James Earl Jones seems to be playing a doctor character. So we're completely in a completely different locale now. So that's interesting, I guess. Uh, possessed by P- Pazuzu. Locus. So we get, we're getting the big explanational sequence regarding the locusts. Uh, I think all we need to ascertain here, we know the fact that locusts are fucking hideous, so that's how it all interconnects with Pazuzu, you know? Uh, I say this. Uh, I say the fact that uh, I guess locusts potentially can change their physical form. Okay, wonderful. Changes their personality. Yeah, yeah marauding menace on the world. Single mind. Great. A locust mind. Hive mind. 
One thought for many, yeah? Are they eating each other? Are we getting this fucking wild... It's like a fucking wildlife documentary. See a fucking locust on film. Ah, oh, God. Evil consuming evil by contact. Ah, so this whole locust angle ain't fucking working for me, you know? Just keep Pazuzu as it. You don't need the fucking locusts as a, 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 a like an additional symbolization of the demonic force, you know. I just think they're sort of overly complicating things here, you know. The good. So there is a good locust. Oh, wonderful. Fucking hell, man. So Reagan's woken up. Getting this overly optimistic 1970s fluff music playing. Yeah, this is a weird fucking movie right now. It seems to be a weird hybrid of like late 70s, early 80s. And I really can't... Visually all over the place in my eyes, you know. So, a shot at the fucking plane flying back. So, am I to just guess this must be Richard Burton flying back? Who can fucking say, man? Wow, is that all they're fucking giving us, man? Talk about having to fill in the fucking blanks. So, Reagan McNeil is... And we're back with the plane. What the fuck, baby? At least have a shot of fucking Burton sat on the plane. So at least we know it's fucking him coming back, you know? Oh, look, Reagan McNeil, she don't like him. Shot of the plane again. Ominous music. Is Richard Burton, he must be on this fucking plane. Guessing games, baby. So old Dr. Jean, not exactly doing her job. As Reagan let herself out of the fucking psych ward, you know? Unopposed. So we're back with Sharon. Oh. She's on edge. She's taking a very distressing phone call. It could mean anything right now. Where's the doctor? Reagan's gone wandering around the fucking city, ain't she? Oh, so Burton's back in America. It's you. It's all his fault now. Oh, she's run away from the hospital. He has to see her. Fuck me, Lamon. Didn't they interlink your fucking minds? Can't you see what she fucking sees? Or is it just a one-way fucking street, you know? Ah, uh, so we're going to get some ridiculous sequence. He's going to be wandering around the fucking city looking for her. She's going to be having fucking visions. And then mostly Pazuzu. It's look, she's back in the fucking museum. Okay. It's really hard to say whether or not she's currently losing her mind, you know. As I said, not it's 
just poor realization of a lot of these characters. Yeah, it's just not very well fleshed out yet, you know. Oh, look, he's immediately found her. This is just unbelievable. So ropey right now. Did you find the man with the leopard? No, he just gave me a fucking uh, history lesson on fucking locusts, you know? Fight what exactly? Are we fighting a sea of fucking locusts or some random fucking demonic force? I really can't tell. Ah, oh, so Louise, so Dr. Jean, she won't call the police. She's probably confident the fact that maybe she can resolve the situation herself. So they're both looking for her, but breaking news, obviously Richard Burton's got to her first. So where are we heading to now? Ah, oh, so is it some possession case, maybe? Or is this his fucking... 27. Is this where he fucking lives? Oh, I have no idea, man. Oh, so they got all the gear with him. So here we go. They're going to link up their minds here. Problem with a lot of this is it just seems to be occurring within like visions and like dreams there's no like sort of like any like tangible reality to any because you get that in the original movie you know it's a real like sort of you feel like physically like Pazuzu's there but with a lot of a lot of this sequel man it's all it's just a sea of fucking speculation you know Father Merrin Oh, let's just trek back into the past again, yeah? Well, it's a lot safer if you go into the past, because it's already occurred. It's not as if any of this can truly affect us right now, you know? So they're about to go under. He is with me. So I don't know, I know it'd be completely fucking random, but if the filmmakers have got any fucking sense here, they want to chop a Pazuzu into this fucking reality right now. Either Pazuzu takes over Lamon or fucking goes back into fucking Reagan, you know? So the lights flickering on and off. Oh, it's, oh, is this... So we're back in the... Uh, Original room. Back with Merrin and Pazuzu. So is this actual real footage from the original movie? Or is this just additional stuff there to shoot for the sequel? Oh, I wish they cut out this fucking voodoo insects angle. Oh, God, man. It's just like the Chronicles of fucking Merrin, you know? It almost feels like a bit... It's like a... 
our film's just failing on so many levels right now. It just almost feels like a, a prequel to the original movie, a lot of this, you know? Because they're pushing hard on this angle from, like, the Merrin character, you know? So the film's constantly going back, you know? So we're back with this possession case that occurred back in the fucking Middle Ages. God knows when a lot of this was unfolding. Oh, another point of view shot. Or a locust swarm, POV, flying out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, we're back in the uh, Georgetown house, I guess. Oh... What the fuck, man? So the father's just walking off and Reagan's following him. Oh, now they're out in the city. So the father's completely unresponsive here. The synchronization. The, 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 the melding of minds. The random synchronization of this hideous mess of a movie. Oh, so now they're on the subway. Father. Oh, Lamont. He can't wake up. He's a fucking ghost. Richard Burton giving us a masterclass 101 in non responsive film acting. This is fucking awful, man. Come on, filmmakers. Commit to something. Uh, Reagan, wake the fuck up, you dumb bitch. What's she fucking doing? She's going to let him fucking wander off. He's Oh, nice reflective shot there of Dr. Jean. So, basically, Reagan's a sailor. Lamont. He's lost his mind. I need your help. Take the synchronizer. We're in the subway. Lamont, he's not talking. Oh, he's going back to Washington. How fucking random is this? Oh, brilliant. So Lamont is... A one-way ticket back to Washington, the original house, and clearly he wants Reagan McNeil to come with her. And is this how we're going to? Uh, is this how they're going to manifest Pazuzu back into the real world? It was all get, all about getting Reagan McNeil back into the fucking room. Fuck me, man. Ah, she didn't even pay for her ticket. How wonderful. Oh, the nanny. Sharon's not happy. Washington. They're all heading to Washington. Wonderful. So queuing us in for the fucking finale. Which, let me guess, is going to be, hopefully, pretty full on. I'm hoping that now the film just cuts loose completely. Basically, we've been starved throughout, so... Oh, this is ridiculous, man. Oh, this Lamont character now, he cannot fucking communicate. 
It's like you won't start talking until they re-enter the house itself. Yeah, so hopefully we're going to get a ridiculous possession sequence with fucking Reagan. He's sick, he's comatose. Oh, he can talk. Okay. He can talk when he wants to. So that's a decent shot, sort of reflected as they head off to Washington. Okay. Oh, look, a deliberate fucking accident. So Sharon and Dr. Jean can't get there in time. That guy looks familiar. I don't know if I can recognise him from. I have no idea. It's not unheard of for uh, accidents to occur within Georgetown, Washington, baby. Oh, she's a doctor. His injuries are fucking... Look, is that the plane that's supposedly flying over? What the fuck, man? No, they're on a fucking train. What's the plane? Oh, fuck me. Umpire. It's getting nearer. Can't you feel it between my pants? The power is immense. The filling power of my fucking bulge, Linda Blair. Bulging, baby. Oh, yeah. What's the symbolization of this fucking aircraft have to do with... Oh, now they're on the fucking plane. Oh, they're in the cheap-ass fucking plane interior of a set. Fuck me, they got on that plane pretty fucking... Oh, the plane's going under. What is this, son? How are they suddenly on a fucking plane? I thought Dr. Gene was on the fucking middle of a fucking highway. Scatterbox Filmmaking 101. Love it, baby. Oh, getting the overly sentimental music that's just come in from nowhere. And a shot of the plane. The effects are completely hideous. We're back on the plane. The plane's shaking. Tell me they're going to fucking Washington. They could be flying to fucking Africa for all I fucking know. The power of intercutting a shot on a fucking train with a shot on a fucking plane is overly bearing, baby. You told me the good locust told me to take take the paycheck. Yes, Mr. Burton, yes. So it's a race against time. Who's going to get there first? Oh, they're fighting over a taxi. Wonderful. So Georgetown. We're finally back in Georgetown. Great. It's like... They're using every possible form of transport here. So we've gone from a plane and a train to now a taxi and a bus. Fuck me, man. Talk about dragging this fucking shit out, man. Ain't yeah, Prospect Street. Oh, he he knows about it. It's got a history. Yes, all about possession. Fucking hell, man. So the bus drivers munching on a fucking burger, 
Uh, she has to get home to get fucking possessed, mate. Hit the fucking gas, you fucking oaf. So it seems to be like like a sea of fucking obstacles and distractions as Dr. Jean and her over-willingness to fucking help victims. It doesn't make a difference in Washington. Oh, we're back on the steps. Oh, chiming bells. The steps have got a history. These steps are all about fucking bloodshed. So it's not as if Reagan's attempting to stop Lamont here. She's starting to remember, surely. Oh, this is where it occurred. So in a weird way, old Louise Fletcher looks a little bit like Ellen Burstyn. Just not uh, slightly like us. I kind of like that. I don't really interlink the character. She's playing a completely different character, but... Driver's not in a fucking hurry. Oh, he's broken into the house. So, here we go. Give me something, anything. So, this is weird. Our Reagan completely can't get into the house. And it's like... So, that's completely projected fucking front view of the taxi. What is that about, man? That's fucking awful. It's not Prospect Street, mate. It's a projected... backdrop or Burton's about to enter the room oh this is where it occurred yeah the hissing of snakes wow man I don't know what they're doing here with this projected fucking oh wow see a locus They're spinning in the tag. Burton's spinning through the fucking light. Oh, rotating. Rotating. He's spinning. Help me. It's a rotating taxi rank of a spinning locust, baby. What is happening here, baby? Oh, Linda Blair is screaming. He's just, sit, help me. Spinning. Oh, he's flying right, oh, right into the house. Well, at least they got inside. Wow, man. It's like close your eyes 101 film editing, man, you know? Oh, now Reagan's heading upstairs. So is anybody actually going to be able to walk into the fucking bedroom itself, you know? Currently, just to see it clearly being stopped for a reason... Ah, oh, surely this... If it's Pazuzu, he's going to let Ray... He'll let Ray... Father. Fucking Burton's on death's door here, isn't he? He can't... He can't fucking talk. He's pointing upwards. So what is it? He's pointing to the room. Yeah, stating the bleeding obvious. So what once was a fucking taxi? So taxi driver's dead. Probably for the best, man. Uh, Sharon's moving in. Sharon's acting... She's a little bit shady, isn't it? A portrayal of fucking Sharon in the sequel. So she's keen to not let Dr. Jean out. Clearly, Sharon's working for fucking Pazuzu here. I'm calling it. Look, 
as Barrett and points on, that's the room. If you didn't realise. Help Reagan. Oh, it's not about fighting. I'm involved. Oh yes, that's his name. As Sharon smiles on. Oh, Linda Blair's about to get royally fucking shredded. Get back in the bed, bitch. Just spin me around 360 style, you dumb fucking sluts. Crucify your fucking vagina. Oh, look, it's her. So she sees herself. Or does she? Ah, oh, to fucking say, man. God, they ain't half drawing out. Uh, we get the fact that a taxi's just crashed into the the original house. It's like, fucking move on, man. Speed up the fucking narrative. So this Sharon character's gone full on. She's like the fucking nanny from The Omen now, you know? Clearly possessed. She's a cheerleader for fucking Pazuzu, baby. Oh, Reagan. Remember me. This was you, and now it's me and you. Oh, Lamont, he's touching her. He's lubing himself up, is old Lamont. He's mine. So they got chosen me. Pussy. Oh, so they've doled up Linda Blair now in demonic form. Oh, cool. So Linda Blair's sat on the bed, all seductive. Oh, give me some... Oh, they're making out. Richard Burton. This was the reason why he signed to do the film. So it gets to touch Linda Blair with her red lipstick on. Oh, yes. Tongue, tongue. Oh, so clearly Sharon's possessed by the fucking demon. She's a... Oh, she's flamified. Chanting. So Sharon's flaming up outside. Oh, burn, baby, burn. Disco Inferno style. Oh, Sharon, you bitch. It's a fucking Alberta, and I thought you were supposed to be a fucking priest, mate. Ah, the good Locus. She was evolved to resist the brushing of Mr. Burton. So this is a bit weird now. I see Linda Blair. Oh, what is this? They've got her fucking eyes all demified. Oh, what the fuck? Sharon's burning in the flames. Power of Christ compels you, bitch. I don't know what's going on right now. Got like two Linda Blairs. One of them's possessed. Got good, it's like good cop, bad cop, Linda Blair. Oh, now Richard Burton, Dr. No, he's not a doctor. He's a, he's a father, isn't he? Lamont. Tear out her heart. So this isn't enough for me. If supposedly this other version of Linda Blair is possessed, they, well, they need to be doing a hell of a lot more with the makeup here. Marin! Marina Barnes. Oh, he's wrestling her. Here come the locusts, then. So what's their deal? 
I mean, Lucas is just going to smother the house so they can't ever get out. Sharon is still burning. Fuck me, bitch. She's Sharon. Charcoaled. Carcassified. Sharon, are you alive? No. Oh, well. Ha <laughs> yes. Help. Help. Fucking neighbours moved out. Do you think anybody fucking lives here, love? Gotta be kidding me, man. They all fucking moved on. Neighbours are complaining about the fucking noise from this, from the pros, from the dement, demonic house. So fucking, oh, here come the locusts, choppering in. So is this main locust supposed to be Pazuzu? Hey, chopper, he knows the route in. Go through the window, baby. Wow, man. Oh, so now the bed's shaking, finally. Production value. Oh, the light. The glass is shattered. Marin. Lamont. Burton. Blair. Hideous mess. A sea of locusts. Oh, yeah. This is where the entire budget went on this fucking locust sequence. Ah, ah, yeah, locusts. What's going on, man? Ah, ah, just everybody scream. None of it makes sense. Ah, oh, the walls are shredding. Why is she still trying to help fucking Dr. Jean? Sharon's fucking singed. You can't do it. Oh, the light. The house is severing in two. What is this? Oh, yeah, look at Linda Blair, smothered in locusts, baby. Yeah, bitch. Go on, hang on, Burton, grab her tits. Treat yourself, son. If this is your final moment, molest her. Do it, do it. Don't hesitate, father. Sin. Sin, it's her. Here come the locusts. Ah. What is this sequence, man? Oh, now the now the walls, are, the ground's caving in. Are they on a bed? I have no idea. Ah, everyone's screaming. I have no idea what's going on. Just keep screaming. None of it makes sense. Marin, hang on. So are we now falling downwards into the depths of hell? Oh, did he rip her heart out? Hard to say, man. I mean, it's not the real version of uh, Reagan. Yeah, it's really hard to say what's going on here because there's like got two versions of Reagan, you know? Oh, man, this is awful. This is truly fucking terrible. Fucking... Oh, fall downwards. So how far is this drop? Or is it fall down the fucking banister? Got Linda Blair 1 and 2. Richard Burton is fucking scene chewing right now. Like he needs to go to the fucking toilet, baby. So just got to see a fucking house has fallen apart. Linda Blair's flying through the fucking sky. Don't know what's going on. Masterpiece, 10 out of 10. Oh, she's flying with the fucking locust, baby. She's spinning her hand. Oh, she's mirroring the fucking voodoo god. She's back in Africa. So they're symbolising Africa and Georgetown, yeah? 
as she rotates her hand. Is this how you control the fucking locusts? Sedate the fucking locusts. Yes. Calm down, locusts. As I keep rotating my hand. Spinning 360. Oh, the locusts love her, look. She's mastered the art of insects. It's like Jennifer Connolly in Argento's Phenomena. She's at one with fucking nature. Oh, look at that, baby. Yes, the locust is like delicious. What's with you with respect, bitch? So, can somebody explain to me? Is Pazuzu even in this fucking movie? There's no real... You get no sense or feel that there's an actual demonic force at play here, man. You know? God, man. Yeah, I can... I can see why this movie is uh, ridiculed and hated in many ways, you know. It's truly awful, man. Oh, fuck me, Dr. Jean. So Sharon was obviously corrupted by the evil. Oh, yes, that's it, Dr. Lamont. He's going to read Sharon her last rites. Nomine Patres, we can't patch your face up. You are dead. The end. Oh, so Linda Blair's weeping. Thinking this is the end of her fucking career, isn't it, right here? So, surely, finale... Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. Certainly considered like, sort of how much screen time they gave this Sharon character who barely featured in the uh, original movie. The way I look at it, though, clearly they wanted Ellen Burstyn in this sequel, so the mother figure ended up being filtered into the fucking nanny figure in Sharon. So, yeah. Uh, it is what it is, you know. It's a real shame, yeah, because obviously you've got Richard Burton and fucking Louise Fletcher, like A-listers, so... I mean, they're doing the best they can with the material, yeah. Yeah, Louise Fletcher's very good. And in some moments, Burton's passable, you know. And Linda Blair, for me, is still obviously starting out in regards to acting here, so I can't be too critical of her, you know. Oh, he's going to take care of her. Yeah, oh yeah, I can imagine. So it's like this entire block of houses, the entire fucking street is being destroyed. Uh, so they wander off into the fucking distance. And finally, law enforcement turn up. Paramedics, I guess. What happens? God's name. Oh, yes. She ain't gonna let on. Oh, fade. the light's flickering on her eyes. Oh, is this supposedly a cliffhanger ending with a Dr. Jean character? Look, she's unresponsive. Ooh. 
Maybe we'll get another sequel. So, end credits. So, closing thoughts, guys. Yeah, it was truly fucking awful. I can't even score it out of 10. Yeah, it's fucking garbage, man. Garbage. A-grade fucking garbage. Yeah, nonsense. Nonsense of a movie. Um, I'm glad I've finally seen it, but fuck me. What were they thinking? Yeah, so in regards to this, you got these like dual directors. I I guess it was a temperamental production. Clearly, one of the directors was replaced. Um, yeah, but just in general, the film's all over the place. Um, yeah, so for me, I completely disregard this sequel. For me, you only ever need to touch the original Exorcist and now see Part Three Legion which I will get on to some point, which is um, very good in my eyes. Obviously, there are numerous versions of Exorcist 3, but obviously that's directed by William Peter Blatty, the original author. So yeah, that's a strong entry in my eyes. Mr. Burton's makeup, Ron Berkeley, Wonderful. So just winding down the credits here. Guys, yeah, if you're still with me, if you were able to sync up and credit to yeah, let me know if you've enjoyed this commentary in any ways. And I will be back again soon. How long are these credit sequences, baby? New York. Ah, oh, so it was shot in New York. I thought it was New York. It was the city that they were shooting in. Yeah, I did enjoy the, those like, high-rise moments with Linda Blair. I thought they could have done a little bit more with that. I really thought at one moment, one moment, she was just going to like start start like walking on air. <laughs> I mean, a bit It's a Technicolor filmed in Panavision with Panavision equipment. Brilliant, guys. Distributed by Warner Brothers. So this is me, John Doe, signing off. And I'll be back again soon. Bye now.